Bets, presented by PrizePix here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined as always by my buddy, DJ Mitchell, talking about Tuesday's NHL hockey. DJ, how you doing? Uh, how's the playoffs been to you so far? Uh, they've, been, they've been really good. You can call me not Edmonton because I've been enjoying them. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. You know, every game, a lot going on. I mean, it's it, there's so much to cover since we last recorded this. I haven't worth trying to go over everything, obviously. You know, we haven't even talked since the Tavares news or anything like that. So a lot of just craziness. We'll get to as much as we can. Even more stuff happens on Monday night leading into this Tuesday. It's much smaller slate, two games. But Matt, how have the playoffs been to you? Any big updates? I know. I mean, it's it's been, it's been great hockey. Um, I've had some close calls and, you know, a lot of decent lineups. Nothing too special yet. Uh, Monday was an awesome slate. I mean, five games, action-packed. Um, you know, the, the studs showed up. Um and, you know, Tuesday, unfortunately, we only have two games. Uh, we lost a couple teams. So, you know, so long to St. Louis and to Washington uh, as Colorado and Boston advance to the next round. Um, but that does leave us with Toronto and Montreal and then Nashville and Carolina on Tuesday, which also means we'll be right back here on Thursday as well to talk about these two games or these two matchups because you know they're they're guaranteed to happen on both tuesday and thursday so just a nice you know easy couple of two game slates to get into um but before we do that i do want to talk about prize picks uh if you're a longtime listener of this show of course you know what prize picks is but if you're new check them out at prizepicks.com and use promo code mmn when you sign up they'll give you up to a hundred dollars after you deposit so uh, it's a real good way to sort of show your support for this show and also to get a great product. So what you do over there is you open up their, their, their platform. It's very easy. You see the board. The board has all the players uh, across multiple leagues, not just hockey. There's basketball, baseball, um, esports, golf, things like that. Um, you can mix and match across all the sports. Uh, and, you know, once that is done, you look at the fantasy scores tied to each player. And all you do is you pick the over or the under. So in hockey, you're looking at three points for a goal, two points for an assist, and a half point for a block and a shot on goal, uh, meaning you're looking for shooters. So if you think guys are going to shoot the puck a lot on, say, Tuesday, you know, go after those guys. Um, so that's just sort of the, the baseline entry into the NHL. Uh, but do feel free to check out all the other sports, too. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend you check it out. And once again, use promo code MMN when you sign up over at prizepicks.com. So, DJ, we have two games. Let's start with Toronto at Montreal. Coming off a of back-to-back, you know, um, one, how do you think that affects things here? Obviously, we're seeing Edmonton and Winnipeg playing on a back-to-back. Um, and secondly, is there anything that we need to take note of coming into this Tuesday night matchup? Uh, yeah, I think, well, the, the answer to your first question, I don't try to let it get too, too deep into my, my thought process, especially on a two-game slate. Um, I really think in the playoffs – if you're playing a two games late, you might want to lean a little bit heavier towards one side and hope in GPP that that goes to overtime. Um, this game, you know, I, I'm not going to say this is a standoff game for me, but I'm definitely going to get the pieces of the good Toronto players. Uh, Matthews will be a stone cold block in my lineups. And then the one note that I noticed uh, on a good level is that, you know, Nylander actually did bump up to the first power play, the third period. I'm not sure if that's going to stick, but I mean, that first unit looked abysmal for Toronto. They move him up. It looked a lot better. So I'm willing to consider putting him in um, my core. He's 5,600. I'm also really considering him as a score prop. Um, 
he's just been awesome. He did score on Monday night. You know, I definitely see it happening again. He's been pretty consistently shooting. On the Montreal side, we are we did get some bad news that Terry Lockinen did get hurt. I don't imagine he'll be back, but we don't really know the severity of the injury yet. Um, their coach already said that Carey Price is back in net for tomorrow, as expected. He looked and he looked great. So I don't know. What what, what are your overall thoughts? I mean, I'm, I'm definitely afraid to go over. So I think I, <laughs> I uh, yeah, no, I mean, Meany had the perfect read on this game, you know, Toronto in the under. Um, so, you know, I honestly feel like we can go right back to that. It seems pretty straightforward to me. Um, it is interesting, you know, usually Arturi Lekkanen being injured doesn't really impact much. Um, however, they sort of seem to try and recalibrate their lines just to shut down Matthews. Um, so meaning they put uh, the no and Lekkanen together basically to form, you know, two thirds of a shutdown line. Um, obviously that means that there's a lot of ice time that, you know, Lackanen was slotted to see on Monday night that he didn't wind up getting. Um, so I'm not quite sure where that leads me to in terms of like which player fills the void. Um, you know, Eric Stahl is dealing with a minor injury. We could see him draw back in. Uh, we just, we just don't know, um, until basically until pregame warmups over there. Um, but I think a lot of these signs are just pointing to, even with Cole Caulfield, Montreal's just not scoring. So Toronto at minus 175, I feel like that's a real, real solid option. Um, and if I had to pick between, you know, Toronto and Carolina's big favorites, I'm going with the Toronto side myself. Um, so any other thoughts? I mean, obviously you can bat Matthews to score. I think he's, you know, probably the one player I would do that for. Otherwise, I kind of feel like I'm off this game. And, you know, as you're alluding to, um, <laughs> you know, do you have anything else here? Because I can segue us right on into the next matchup. I mean, I guess the only way I'd look at this is if you are trying to get contrarian and you're, and you're trying to take pieces of uh, Montreal, it's really easy to correlate them. And I think you're going to want to go through one of their defensemen and hope that they end up kind of breaking the plate. Um, Petrie looked real good. That would be the one guy that I might highlight. But I just can't imagine paying it on DraftKings. Um, but I do think that there is some sort of narrative to, um, you know, the Canadians getting a win. If you're going to do that, play price. I could see, like, if you make enough lineups where you, where you could talk me into that. But other than that, I think that, you know, their odds of getting more than 25 shots, 30 shots on net is, is pretty low. So I like kind of everything you said already. And I think we'll see a similar result to Monday night. Yeah, um, I guess just a couple other guys on the Montreal side. Josh Anderson was the guys playing next to Deneau. Obviously, things got, uh, you know, shifted around a bit uh, with Lekkanen going out. But that's a guy who is a regular rate shooter. Uh, you know, all the time he just puts up numbers, you know, when he's on the ice. So if he's getting the, the role, he's getting the power play time. Um, so I, I think Josh Anderson's like the one piece I'm looking for on the Montreal side. Um, but I just wanted to sort of, before we get to the next team, I did want to circle back on your idea of, game stacking. And I mean, the, the perfect, <laughs> you know, the perfect scenario happened in games two, three and four for Carolina and Nashville, where both of these games went deep into overtime, uh, both even hit double overtime. And it just sort of means that, you know, obviously in a general sense, your goalies and your skaters uh, from the other team are, you know, negatively correlated. Like if your skaters score, like you want them to, your goalie's getting scored on what you don't want. However, you know, when one game is, say, 50% longer than the other game, there's, there's just that much more time for stats to accrue. Um, so I do think a great way to sort of leverage this slate from a, you know, daily fantasy perspective is to do a bunch of game stacks of sort. Um, 
And so on this Nashville Carolina side, I mean, we, we saw that play out to perfection. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I, I'm seeing Nashville plus 160. Obviously, they won two home games. That, you know, both, both those games were in deep overtime. So it's not like they were, you know, the better team in either matchup, but they won and they have UC Saros. So I'm sort of thinking about this Carolina-Nashville uh, matchup as more of the tight game. Uh, but do you disagree with me uh, when I say that maybe I could get behind the Nashville money line here? I mean, we've talked about this before, but at least we talked about it separately from the podcast. It feels like Nashville is trying their best to like limit the for some reason. And it's just working nonetheless. Like their, their, their power plays are very odd. Uh, Not what I'd expect at all. And I just keep thinking like, man, this Nashville team seems to be shooting themselves in the foot yet they're winning. So I'm very baffled by what Nashville is doing and, and seeing results. I mean, obviously Soros has been an absolute goldmine for them and keeping them in these games. And I think that more than anything, I, you know, I, I might just play Soros because I think even if it doesn't go to overtime, he could see the 35 save bonus Yeah. Um, rather than talking myself into, you know, uh, I think a really low upside play in Campbell. Um, I think the Delkovich is just a supreme play there as well. So I'm not sure if I'm willing to convince myself that I could actually put like real hard-earned American dollars or or loonies or toonies if you're in Canada on Nashville personally. But I do think that the odds are a little bit weird. Um, maybe not quite giving Nashville enough respect. I agree with that, but I couldn't do it myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just sort of feel like, um, you know, one, you know, you're saying hard earned dollars. Well, if you take the easy money, that's the Toronto side, you know, there yeah, you go, yeah. parlay it up. Uh, you know, that, that feels a bit like uh, easy money to me rather than hard earned money. Uh, but anyway, um, I'm almost looking at the Nashville puck line and I know it's pretty juiced up uh, minus 177 for it. But if you're asking me to parlay either, um, you know, Nashville, you know, basically parlay something of the, the team sides with the Toronto money line, I actually would probably go with that, you know, minus 177 on the Nashville front rather than the minus 186 that Carolina wins in any fashion. Um, because I'm just, I'm not entirely convinced that this Carolina team will score like we thought they would. I mean, they had one of the league's best power plays all year. Um, and, you know, it's been fine, but it hasn't looked as electric. And maybe they do something to change that. Um, but you know, maybe like say Marty Natchez or something like that. Um, but I'm sort of in on this general talent that Nashville has, like, you know, I'm just going to say it, Matt Duchesne looks good. Um, you know, playing with Philip Forsberg, I think if I'm looking to one player in this game, it's, it's Forsberg. Um, you know, I don't quite trust the Aho, you know, like, I think he's my favorite guy in Carolina, but they're just so spread out, um, that I just, I want to be in on Forsberg, his shot prop, and even to score at plus 188 seems uh, pretty long to me. So I think Forsberg's a guy to build around in this matchup. Um, but give me a couple of players you like, uh, maybe on the Carolina side. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's super duper easy to say the, you know, the, the Fab Five from them, if you will. Um, the first power play is, is just so incredibly easy. So I think I'll step back from that. Um, two guys that maybe are a little bit under the radar, uh, especially because if, if you're playing this late, especially on DraftKings or something, and you want to get Austin Matthews and you want to get Dougie Hamilton and those guys in your lineup, you're going to have to find saving somewhere. I think the number one guy that I'm considering, and, and maybe I'll talk myself out of it, but 
guy like Jesper Fast is minimum salary playing on the second power play right now. He, he's not an incredible great rate shooter, but he also does block pucks. So I think that he could help fit a lineup together as a really cheap option. Um, other than that, these Carolina defenders, if they don't get Jake Steven back, uh, Bean had 27 minutes, obviously going to double overtime game. He's going to get way more. Uh, Brady Shea didn't see a power play run, but he had almost 40 minutes. Uh, and then Pesci has been, I think, a pretty high-owned guy uh, since Slavin's gone down. He's, you know, 4,300 now. All these guys are really, really cheap. Uh, Bean, I would say, has a bit more seemingly offensive pedigree, and he does play the second power play, but hasn't really seen the shots. Brady Shea, we've seen flashes, and he did hit the shot and block bonus last game out. So I think he's more of your safer bet, maybe not quite the upside. And then Pesci will probably be a bit overowned in my opinion, but definitely could see the blocks bonus easily. Yeah. So uh, one guy that, you know, um, you mentioned a few, but I actually don't think you mentioned my favorite punt from this game, which is Yanni Hockenpah. Um, you know, okay. especially if Slavin's out, I mean, obviously um, overtime helps this, but he's, he's shooting a ton. I actually was digging into some of his like hockey viz numbers. You know, you click on the player on hockeyviz.com and you can sort of like search for him and see like his different rates and stuff. He's one of the most active defensemen in the league in terms of taking pucks and putting them on goal. Um, you just don't know it because he doesn't play much. You know, he doesn't get a ton of ice time or whatever, but when he's out there, he's making it count. And just last game, he picked up the double bonus, uh, obviously helped by overtime and all that but it's like 8% more likely than the average defenseman. A guy like Brent Burns is up in like the 10 to 12 range. So it's not like he's, you know, it's not like he's like Brent Burns or anything, but, you know, it doesn't have the role, but I want guys who, you know, get the puck on their stick and just want to fire it at the net, especially in a series like this where something crazy could happen. Like, yeah, he could hit the bonus, but he could also just score a fluke goal. You get a random assist. Uh, things like that certainly do feel like they will happen uh, on both sides in this game here. So uh, how do you feel about the over-under here? Because to me, this feels like a three to three game going into overtime. I I don't know how it gets there because, you know, just the series kind of feels gross, but it does just feel like one of those games where like the over is going to hit and it's going to end. You're just going to be like, huh, like, you know, how did that happen? Um, So that's sort of my lean, you know, on the sides, but yeah, I will be building a lot around Forsberg, around Ajo and Hamilton and, you know, all the dudes and then using a couple punts to make it work, um, you know, right. like hawk and paw. So I, I could see the overhitting. I think I like it just slightly. Um, I think that there's a couple really, really cheap stacks in this game, as we already kind of alluded to a couple of Carolina on the Nashville side. Uh, the the power plays have been weird, like I said. So there's a few different angles you could take. One is Carrier on defense was playing on, I would I think I want to say second power play. I don't really know. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, but he's with the OC, but he's also not with Forsberg. So it's weird. Mm-hmm. The first unit, like I'm saying, then and then if I'm going to go that way, would be Cousins, who scored. Ekholm, Forsberg, Haula, and Youngkrok. Youngkrok and Cousins both correlate and are incredibly, incredibly cheap. So that would be a minimum salary Cousins, who, I correct me if I'm wrong, is a bit more of a net front guy. Um, mm-hmm. And then That's John Kroc, right. who has some good rate shots. Uh, so those two could definitely hook up for a goal, um, which they, they didn't hook up for a goal together on that power play, but they were out there together. So, you know, I could see like that kind of a cheap stack working. And they also get a lot of five on five run and young Kroc on the penalty kill. So that's one angle to look at. How yeah. also completes that unit. I didn't even say his name, but he completes the power play and the, and that line. So, that's like one really cheap stack that, you know, maybe not the most upside in the world, but 
you know, if you're playing Matthews Marner, you're going to have to find it somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of for me, it's something I say a lot, but like the triangle on the power play, uh, seemed like it's going to be, uh, yarn, yarn Forsberg and Ekholm. So those would be the three guys that if I'm stacking up, you know, Nashville, that that's where I'm looking just because, you know, they'll go boom, 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 boom. You know, those three guys pass into each other, maybe another guy chips in. Um, but typically those will be the guys getting the most touches and that's where I like to focus my uh, DFS builds. So um, we're looking at each of these games. DJ, do you have one bet from each game that you just sort of, you know, feel best about? Um, and then just let's talk like real quick about what you're doing in terms of goalie, which I think we already discussed, but uh, bet first. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll just, I think that the easiest way to go about any of this is to take um, either Aho or Sveshnikov and, and decide, take, take some time and say, which one of these shot overs do I like more? Because they have both been absolutely ripping it both together. Um, they're one of my favorite stacks of the night. OT has helped them get there, but back-to-back games with Sveshnikov with six shots on goal. Aho back-to-back games with a total of what? 11 shots on goal. Dougie Hamilton, 14 shots on goal. You know, these three guys have all smashed. I didn't even say Hamilton at first. So any of them, I think, you know, take a little time, do a little research of your own, but they're all really good bets in that game. And then the other game, I think just take Toronto. <laughs> don't don't even get difficult with it. And if, yep. if you don't want to do that, you want to get a little bit more out there, it's just Marner and Matthews. I know they've been a little bit slow. It's, it's not the best last game. They didn't get a – did either of them get yep. a point? Uh, Marner did. Yeah. Marner did. Yep. Um, but they both combined for the goal – yeah, so still really good. Yeah, I mean, I think what I'm doing is I'm actually so obviously Matthews, you know, I like him shots and you know, goal. Um, but Nylander, I think, offers actually better value. Um, because we sort of know what, um, you know, like we saw, like you said, that they're, they they played their hand. Nylander moved up to that uh, first power play unit. So let's just take advantage of that news because I don't think he's priced like yeah. it. Um, and then the, the no. other game, I like Forsberg, the shots and a goal prop for, on him yeah. too. Um, so those are my two guys that I'll be sort of building around. Um, and obviously DFS, you know, just stack up. We mentioned game stacks and all that. Um, but who do you think your your highest goalie will be? Will that be UC Saros? Um, or do you think that yeah. maybe the pace in Toronto-Montreal kicks up a bit? Because it just hasn't really seemed to be there through three yeah, games. I'm not buying it. I, I think that it, it's – I'm going to go with one of the cheaper uh, goalies and either Price or Saros. And I could really talk myself into Carey Price, especially if I game stack that second game. Cause I think that there's a decent chance he could get there um, with just shots on goal alone. But if he does a carry Bryce game and gets them a win, I mean, you, you could really, really set yourself apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's kind of where I'm looking at right now. Cause I think, I think Saros will be higher owned than price. I mean, that, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I, I definitely, and you could definitely that, so. play Matthews against him. Don't, don't even think twice. Don't think you can't do that because Matthews could go for eight shots, two blocks, a goal, and be an absolute must-have, so talk yourself out of playing him. Yep, I'm absolutely. I'm so, locked in my lineups. Yeah, you know, and I think that's really all we can ask for on uh, two game slates, just sort of, you know, mention a few things. Um, but, you know, DFS should be fun. It should be interesting. Um, definitely don't be afraid to get wacky with your correlations and stuff. And for betting, you know, it's relatively straightforward. You can't parlay too many things together, so it's going to be a lot, a lot of straight bets and all that. Um, and as always, if you have questions or whatever, you can reach out to us on Twitter. I am at fake moods, DJs at DJ underscore Mitchell 94, uh, or you can just reach out to the Mio media network at Mio media net, you know, just 
uh, someone will get back to you. We're always on Twitter. So uh, that's the best place to reach us. But um, we'd love if you guys also left reviews, uh, left comments in the videos if you're watching still, because, you know, <laughs> the playoffs are a grind for, for all of us. So uh, let us know you're out there, you know, that you're still enjoying this because, boy, it's been a lot of fun uh, as well as a grind. So, DJ, anything before we get out of here? Uh, no, just enjoy the rest of the playoffs. If you have a team still going, enjoy that. If you're a Sabres fan, I'm sorry. Um, we'll get back there maybe next decade, maybe 2030. <laughs> maybe next decade. Yeah. All right. Um, it is kind of, I'm wearing a Rochester Reapers hat, just, hey. uh, you know, just, just the general beautiful. geographical area. Um, going, but, on, going on Thursday. All right, guys. Good luck on this Tuesday slate. Thanks as always to Prize Picks, and we will see you. Mm-hmm.